Well, it's a very good morning. It's just gone a few minutes past nine and it's a Tuesday morning. And what else or where else can you be? And what else could you be doing really apart from listening to Brent and Sia on hashtag hands across SA? Good morning, Brent. Morning, Sia. Did you hear that little sting in the beginning? Did you hear specifically it actually did say all of the good stuff? All of the good stuff. You know, I'm really not even going to like take credit for that. I don't know who, when or why, but someone on the team did good. So thank you, teammates. Yeah, thank that's you. amazing. See, thank you. We like thank that. You. What a morning, hey? Um, you know what? This is, this is actually my happy place. Uh, on the driving here to work this morning. Yeah. To the studio, I totally got stuck in traffic and it was really, really horrible. I must have spent about an hour and a half Eek. just looking around and it was, it's not far. It's from sort of William Nickel. Down to Ravonia, and there was just, I I was in traffic for days. Don't know what was going on. But instead of, I mean, there's been all this road rage stuff happening around South Africa. Insanely so. Instead of getting angry, I, I don't know, I was looking forward to coming here. So it was something positive, just. Do you know the thing is, I'm the type of guy, I'm so interested in people, so I actually love traffic, because you get to stop. And I look into like all the different cars. I'm like, I wonder what's going on in his life. Don't I'm you? Like, what are they doing? You start <laughs> to make your own scenarios of what's going on in all these people's lives. Haven't you ever done that? I have. And, and the one thing I've realized when you're in traffic and you're sort of looking around is that nobody else is. Everybody's sort of I'm the stuck. No, yes. they're all stuck to their phones. So if you want to sing karaoke in your car, go, go ahead and feel free to because nobody's watching. Nobody's going to judge you at all. No, right? no one's looking. There we go. And if you're stuck in traffic, only if you're stuck in traffic and you're using your phone, you know the number to dial 0861 That's the number to call us live in studio. Or else, alternatively, of course, you can always send us a message on WeChat. Our official account is simply Cliff Central. Or else, drum roll, please. There we go. We don't have that sound I, I, system. I could, like, the, yeah. Do one on the desk, maybe. We don't have that sound effect on our system. Hashtag yet. hands across SA. Absolutely. So simple. Mm-hmm. Why aren't people, you know, all over the world engaging already? No, I'm joking. Yeah, let's make, let's make a trend again. Come on. Come that on, listeners. Fun. Let's do it. Yes. So can I sort of get you in a good mood, right? Do it. You did say that you were stuck in traffic. So let's try this. Let's try a little um, cuteness of the day. So this is a insanely, I found it kind of funny, but it, ultimately it is so cute. I don't know if you've seen this video yet. It's this little girl. Her name is Sadie. She's probably like five or six years old. Mm-hmm. And I think the reality of life dawned on her because <laughs> she finally realized that, you know what? I'm going to grow up soon. And she has this baby brother who's literally like a few months old. And she's so traumatized that her baby brother will grow up and he won't be as cute anymore. And she will probably have to die one day. It's so sad. But just hearing her is like the cutest thing in the world. So this is Sadie. And she doesn't want her brother to grow up. She doesn't want to die when she's a hundred. <laughs> you can't hear anything she's saying now, but she's just like weeping. And she glances over at the 
uh, his little brother kisses him. Oh, you are so cute. I love your cute little smiles. Oh, my God. I want him to stay little. Okay. Wow. Look. So there we go. That... Uh, I feel oh, oh, so bad. What 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 do we say? Be kind for everyone is facing a battle. She has a huge <laughs> battle. She's growing up. How are you ever gonna contain that that sadness? Oh yeah, the reality <laughs> of life. Sorry, Sadie. You welcome to the real world. Yeah, that's that's pretty cute. Yeah, give give them like a few more months, or a few more years, and then they'll hate each other again. That's well, the joy of siblings. She's gonna hate her parents one day when she realizes they put that video on YouTube. That's what I hate. This is a different era. Yeah. So whatever you do, it's sort of almost like a, whoopsie, it will be live on the internet forever, really. It's one of those things. But you know, it's all about things going viral. And I like did quite a lot of prep today, just reading all these random and motivational and inspiring stories. And remember a few weeks ago, we actually spoke about Coca-Cola. And yes. what is it called? Coke Life? Uh, it was the Coke Life. It was the green one. Yeah. The one that I really, really want to taste. Has something happened with it? No. Does it come to South Africa? What? No. Do you have a can under the chair? Sorry, I'm not Oprah. I don't have a gift for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you getting at here? But um Coke, I, I have to say, they're quite the little masterful people of marketing and being able to tap into fads and really helping people out. So they did this new thing. It's called Hello Happiness. And it's basically about focusing on the migrant laborers in Dubai because... You know, they stand before dawn in a pitch of dirt as they wait for a van to pull up and they get shuttled to work. So this is basically their life. They wake up early in the morning, shipped off to work. They work long days. They have to go back home. And it's usually in um, distant cities um, away from their families. So they don't really get to see or talk to their families much. And because of the minimal money that they actually earn, they can't afford, you know, to Skype or have a laptop on hand or call their families all the time. So Coke really actually came in and thought and actually posed the question. So what if every Coke came with a few extra minutes of happiness? So the ba- the whole concept is, you know, a lot of the workers actually buy Coke little bottles and they drink Coke avidly there. So it's almost another thing of like paying it forward of paying it back to all their loyal customers. And with this whole Hello Happiness campaign, they've... um basically created phone booths in all these little towns. But instead of paying with a currency, you just put in a Coke bottle and a, a little Coke, uh, the lid. The lid, yeah. yeah. You, put, you put the Coke lid in, and that can give you a few minutes to actually make a call. That's phenomenal. Oh, and, yeah. And if, if you look at the bigger picture, right? Yeah. What is Coke? Co- Coke is not a phone booth. Coke is not the plastic bottle. Coke is actually just the sugary syrup. True. And that's where they, that's where they've made all their money is that this, your, that this, your doctor says no to. That your doctor says no to. If you drink a can, run a mile, I think. So, yeah. And if they, I mean, they, they've got all these other marketing campaigns where they're really focusing on doing amazing things in communities. Yeah. From that to, I don't know if you saw that, that, uh, the YouTube video that went viral where they had, um, the, the vending machine at the college. At the yes, yes, we spoke about that. Yeah. yeah. And then you had to twist the bottles. It's all marketing, but it, it, it's so great because it does create happiness. There's a marketing exec somewhere sitting in the Coke company towers, loving all this attention. But the heart of it, you know, it's the people, 
people out there actually benefiting from this and they're having the best of time and it's actually saving and helping somebody's life. So that's what we love about it. We love Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah. They also did this other thing. I, I feel like the crux of it is kind of, you know, kind-natured, but it's kind of weird at the same time. They have this hug-me vending machine as well that gives out Coke, but you don't pay for the Coke. You have to hug the machine. Hmm. I understand the concept of sharing hugs, but why? With the, with the machine? <laughs> why would you hug a machine out of all things? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if they like rethought it somehow, hug a stranger or, yeah, maybe just rethink it. The concept was nice, but not necessarily the, the whole execution. The execution. Of it. Okay. Isn't that constructive? <laughs> constructive criticism. Okay. That's all we're doing. Um, so last week, Thursday, that was nice. Yeah. Well, okay. So when was it? Two weeks ago? Yeah. Two weeks ago, we had Dale on the show. Yeah. Dale and Hulisane from the program, I Am South African. If you haven't seen it, I'll advocate it once again. It's on ANN7 DSC channel 405. Yes. Um, every single Friday. That's every single day, actually, at 6 p.m. And so we had them on the show. We were talking about all the good things in the country. We were, we even dealt with some serious topics, eh? Yeah. The, she, she is so incredible. Oh yeah. Hulisane, yeah. the, the presenter. Properly inspirational. And with the whole show, we were talking about the whole show. And so we got invited to the nominations party. And I say we, but, um, my fellow sidekick here. Look, we, we both, <laughs> we both cracked the nod. I just didn't, um, I didn't check my diary. So we both got invited. It was, I mean, the invitation already, you knew it was going to be a lavish affair. It was out oh. of the Saxon. Oh, I, I, I can't, com- I can't comment. I didn't go. I could go on and on and on about that evening. Yeah. I felt, I felt pretty bad, but at the same time, I had been double booked because I was emceeing a charity event for a fashion show, which was pretty rad, which is good because it does have charity. So you, it's not like you were out there just. Do, yeah, sitting doing the, God sitting knows the, what. Sitting on the couch, <laughs> feet up in the air. Yes. Um, I was actually speaking to someone at the actual party and I was like, you know, this is like my Made in Manhattan moment. Do you know that Made in Manhattan movie? It has Jennifer Lopez and this yeah. other leading guy. J-Lo stars as like the hotel cleaner and she's now finally invited to one of the swanky parties where she meets all the people she like cleans the rooms for. And that's the thing. I've met most of the people who were at the party here at Cliff Central. But being the intern around, I was usually like offering them coffee or like wiping after them. <laughs> it was my maiden Manhattan moment. Now I was partying with them. But no, the whole crux of the party was to um, release the nominations for South African of the Year in all the different categories. And I actually want to give like some little notice and whoop whoop to the campaigns of the year. Now, some of these I love because they were actually going out there and spreading good. So the nominees for campaign of the year. Goodness, I feel like an announcer now. You, you, Did you, you see that? Even my posture changed. It's the judging. Judging of campaigns. The nominees for campaigns of the year are... Sorry. There we go. <laughs> We're done. We're done with the cheesiness. Okay, so 67 Blankets for Nelson Mandela Day was nominated, which I absolutely love. We had KFC Ad Hope on our show as well. Yes. They're also nominated for campaign of the year. Brilliant. Kellogg's with their hashtag Breakfast for Better Days campaign is also nominated. Um, Knorr with their Masters of Time 
I don't know what that's about. Also, mixed music. And hey, look at this. Share a Coke campaign. Coca-Cola once again. You can't go unnoticed, Coke. Not at all. You're everywhere, okay? And then Tiles for Change, which is an anti-drug campaign, is also nominated. So this is all happening for the South African of the Year Awards in all the different categories. And if you want to vote for them, this is specifically Campaign of the Year. You can simply SMS CAMP, C-A-M-P, and the nominee number. So it's one two seven. Uh, to 43043 or email CAMP camp and the nominee number to SATY South African of the Year, uh, SATY voting at AN7.com. Hmm. That is good. And it was a good party. Oh, the food was good. It's the Saxon, of and course. And I'm usually the one who complains because I don't have vegetarian stuff at hand. Yeah. Oh, they had great stuff. There were like spring rolls and samosas. I had, and like started getting friendly with the waiters so that they specifically knew that like they got the vegetarian stuff to me first. And then I needed to go to the loo and I literally thought it was just going to be a little loo in the corner. My goodness, friend. No, yeah, I've been to the Saxon. When you, when you park at the Saxon, they have these Bentleys that take yes. you. Yes. You, you climb in a Bentley and they drive you about 20 meters to the door and then you get out. Exactly. It's a bit, it's a bit awkward. Because they told me as I was driving up, there's like no park in the corner. I was like, mm. I'm having trust issues, people. This is South Africa. Who's going to take my car and I'm going to trust them? But they're like, no, we'll get a shuttle to you. I was like, okay, fine. I'm expecting like a golf cart or a little taxi maybe. They got my, just for little sad seer, they got like this whole Mercedes Benz. It was huge. There was a screen inside. There was a driver who greeted me as sir. I was like... This is the life. I could live at this Saxon all my life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, also, by the way, for Spirit of Humanity nominations, also with the South African of the Year Awards, uh, seven people were nominated. So at number one is Beka Nsanwesi, who's known as Limpopo's Mother Teresa. Okay. I love that. Um, also Dr. Suleiman for, from Gift of the Givers. He's num- at number two. Number three from Dreamfields is John Perlman. Number four, Justin Foxton, who works for the Peace Agency. Number five, Leslie Osler, who works with the Hantum Community Project. Number six, Reverend Eunice Marubelela, who's a community builder. And number seven, Smubo Telezi, who's a community builder as well. So to vote for the Spirits of Humanity Awards, all you have to do is SMS human and the nominee number, which is one to seven, to four three zero four three or email human and the nominee number to SATY voting at ann7.com. I think it's such a cool thing that they're doing. Um, they're highlighting ra- like random people doing good. Yes. And, and they're bringing that forward and, and they're giving them a platform to talk about the stuff that they're doing. Yeah. So it's really cool. And I loved more specifically that literally it was open to any and everyone, whoever you thought, not just somebody who's glitzy and glamour and famous or rich, but if you know... Your Tani, who bakes cook sisters and hands them out to people who need it every single Friday, you can nominate your Tani. And that's what I absolutely love. So anywhere and everywhere, really, it's open up. And that's how you spread good, don't you think? Yeah. yeah it's yeah, wonderful. Yeah. I think it's an awesome concept. It's absolutely good. So um we have Cindy. I love, I think this is Mama Soldier Cindy. It is Mama Soldier Cindy. We love Mama Soldier Cindy. You see, I even love her name because it just rolls off the tongue so easily. Mama Soldier Cindy on WeChat. She says, hi, guys. Uh, listening in from Ireland, as usual. Love the show. Hashtag hands across SA. Mama Soldier Cindy, we love you even more. We right? do. We love it when you listen and when you tweet into the show and 
and we chat us and get involved with the conversations here. Oh, yes. So if you want to do that, remember the hashtag is hands across SA, or else you can send us a message on WeChat with the official account, um, Cliff Central. So, so much happening in the show, and I'm so excited to introduce our guest. We'll be getting into quite a deep, deep discussion, but it's all about raising awareness and all of this and so much more happening straight after the break. This is Hands Across SA.
That was Nickelback with Photograph. Yay, yes. Yeah. Please don't. I actually like the song. It's very nostalgic. You like the song or you like Nickelback? I like the song and I think... I Here's the thing. Okay. Um, I was watching an interview with Gloria Estefan. Do you know who she is? Uh, she's the woman that got hit by the bus. Yes. And like I was just randomly watching the interview and I was like... Oh, I don't think I know many Gloria Estefan songs. And the more the interview went on, I just realized how many, how many Gloria Estefan songs I like hoard. There's like Conga. She was the one who actually sang Conga. Mm-hmm. I just need to go back to Nickelback. Yes. There's, there's been a petition signed by over half a million people. Oh, you just to, hate them. To remove them from, uh, what does it say? To remove them from ever performing again. In America. Really? Yeah. Are we really going to go that far? I think that's hilarious. But that's what I love. I, I, I'm that old school type of guy because I specifically like the song Photographs. I literally still make an effort. As soon as I take a nice picture and I love it, I go and I develop it. Oh, oh Lord, do we really still use the term develop? I print it out. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and I still I have tons of frames all around my room. Some people think it's just because I'm just crazy, but I just love... That's the first thing I wake up to and I look at all you know, my favorite people in the world and all these great memories and that starts my day off. So photographs I specifically love because of that. I like photographs. I just don't like the song. And I think photographs are amazing and I think that's really cool mm. to have something inspirational to wake up to. Okay. And I also love mood. Nickelback as a whole though. <laughs> I'm going to send you the petition. Just, just, just to mess with you. Come on. Try to be nice. Okay. So moving on, we have our, remarkable guest. Her name is Sue Simpson. And Sue, I welcome to the show, first of all. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I firstly, we heard about the story through um, your son's friend, uh, Kim, right? Kim yes. Watson. Uh, because she was punting this out. She was really going out there. So kudos to Kim because she was really making an impact for YOLO 2014. And that's the music festival you are organizing in your, in memory of your late son. And it started off as just like, ah, oh, here we go. It's another invitation to just another music festival. What's the difference here? And the more I found out and the more I got into the story, I realized how remarkable it is and how really from a, a, a deep, dark situation, you guys have literally turned to 360 and you've been able to make such a, a, a tremendous effort into your son's legacy. So let's start right from the beginning. Let's talk about your son, Wesley Simpson. And I want people to get to know him in that sense. What is he like as a son? Very friendly. Um, he enjoyed life to mm-hmm. the fullest. He was very, very passionate about what he did. He played hockey at um, school and club hockey and had a complete passion for it. Um, he had open arms for everybody. He had a very, very warm heart. He would make friends with everybody. Wherever Wesley went, he made friends. And you couldn't not like him. He just had that kind of personality, warm and friendly. And he lived life to the fullest. Mm. And so let's talk about that day on the 5th of April, 2013. 
what was going on that led to the accident where Wesley and his girlfriend lost his life? But the day as a whole, what was going on? Do you remember that last day? Yes, I do. Um, we attended a funeral. It was my brother-in-law's funeral. And um, we were at the wake. And Natalie, my daughter, and Wesley and Tamlin, they all left a little bit earlier. And they were just going to have a chilled evening at home. And on the way home, uh, a motorbike hit into them, going at a terrible speed. And killed Wesley and Tamlin. The guy on the motorbike was also killed. And the young girl on the back of the bike died a week later. She was only 16. So that was, we got a call to say that Natalie had been in a car accident. And when we arrived there, they were taking Natalie out of the car. And we didn't know at that stage that Wesley and Tamlin had died. Um, then we found out that they had passed away. It was, it was awful. It was like a, it was like somebody just slammed their fist into my chest. Mm -hmm. It was the most horrific feeling. And I always try and think of something positive when there's a situation. And my first thought was, okay, we have a situation. What are we going to do about it? And I felt completely helpless because there was nothing I could do about it. There was nothing I could do to change the situation. It was really, really an awful, an awful time. Yeah. And, you know, this is the crux of the story is the accident and Wesley and Tamlin losing their lives. But I think this is how I, I always like to talk to Brent about the show where we use a story, but we spread it out. So there's an analogy that everyone can relate to and your courage, your perseverance, the support from your friends and family. I think that goes above and beyond in showing how remarkable humanity is. And really, there is amazing faith in humanity. So let's talk about your friends and the support you received straight afterwards. It was an unfortunate incident, given that the rider of the motorbike traveling at a high speed was allegedly high. So he was allegedly intoxicated, which also on his part doesn't show much responsibility as someone on the road. But the support that you received in such a traumatic time, how was that like? Just unbelievable. That night, we had so many people coming through to see us at the hospital where Natalie was. The people just streamed in. The The support was just absolutely inspiring. It really was just phenomenal. Obviously, I was walking around very numb at the time, but, and you know, from the shock and everything. But um, after that, people just poured in flowers, food, cold drinks, love, support, hugs. I think the love that Wesley gave out to everybody, I think it all came back to us after that. All the love that he had showed everybody came back to us. It's in enormity. A, it really was amazing. It's it's an incredibly tragic story. And, and I'm sitting here listening to you, and I'm feeling a little bit emotional. Um, it, it It is a driver that was irresponsible. And, and like you said, um, from this, you are now trying to create a new space where there's a new conversation and where you can create change. And, and with that, you've created this really amazing event. I think it's going to be really spectacular. And, and also you want to create change in the road, which is, is Terrace Road. Where is that? 
Yes, in Edenvale. In Edenvale. And that, and that is a problematic road, you've said. Very much so. Yeah, there's a lot of fast drivers. Um, very much so. Is it, 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 I mean, is it a long road? Is it a straight, what sort it of? Is, it is a very long road, yes. Yeah, and there's a lot of fast drivers on it. Very much so, especially at night. Yeah. It's almost like a racing track. And you can hear, particularly the bikes, you can hear how fast they're accelerating. And it's really scary. It really is scary. And I just, I feel sick in my stomach every time I hear those bikes speeding down that road. So you've created this event and it's called YOLO 2014. That's correct. And there's going to be a couple of DJs there. Yes. There's going to be a little bit of dancing. Mm-hmm. Maybe a lot of dancing. Definitely. <laughs> and, and it's all in memory of Wesley and Tamlin. Yes. Well, it is mainly for Wesley because yeah. JP School is constructing a um, hockey pavilion, which will be named the Wesley Simpson Pavilion. And we are raising funds for the pavilion. Okay. Okay. So there, there is a cause behind this as well. Absolutely, yes. That's amazing. It's, it's a party with a cause. So we love that. We love that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm all in. I'll be there. I'll be there to support. See you and myself. Yeah. So we'll definitely post and be punting all the details as we go on with the show as well. But I want to talk about the responsibility of drivers and riders in this country. I think, you know, it was just last week as well, Brent, when we were talking about that app. Yes. Well, the, the wallpaper. The wallpaper. It? I've, I've still actually put it on my, onto my phone. So yeah. yeah, you need it as a reminder. Basically, it's 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 a wallpaper in itself. That That's not showing now. Yeah. yeah. So it's a wallpaper that you put on your phone, and it just it reminds you not to pick up your phone while driving because there's so many people that are texting and driving, which is also completely irresponsible. As drivers, you need you have a responsibility, not just for yourself, but for everybody around you. Exactly. And and you have to be aware that there are other people on the road. Um, in Johannesburg specifically, we have a huge problem with road rage. It was on. Uh, it's been all over the news with people. Um, people, oh, yeah. you heard what happened in Pretoria with that old. So, so the two, there are two different instances. The guy with the Porsche. There's, there's right? three. There's three. There's three. So in uh, on Val- something with Johannesburg, uh, with South Africa and Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day this year, uh, a man by the name of Doug Pierce was traveling along Malibongwe in Randburg, mm-hmm. and um, a road rage incident sort of broke out. There was a bit of an altercation. There were there were bad words thrown, and the driver of a vehicle uh, took his gun out and shot him. Goodness. And he died on Valentine's Day. That, that was the, the first sort of bout of it that was in the news. Yeah. The second one was that Porsche driver who, uh, he was having an altercation with someone in a VW, uh, he th- he threw his litter out of his car onto the VW. Yeah. The VW screamed at him. He got out of his Porsche. He started smacking him along the side. There's there's a lawsuit that's currently happening there. And then over the I think it was over the weekend in Pretoria, there yeah. was an oldish man in a Land Rover that just just bumper bashed an Audi A3. Oh yeah. And the guy in the Audi got out, and he j- he was really really horrible to this old man. It was all caught on video. Yes. I, I saw the video myself. And if you haven't, you have to just go straight and watch it. It's, yeah, I'm not going to stand so, sides, but you know, it, the bigger thing is there are a lot of almost distractions to drivers. And totally. that's, I, I think though, you cannot blame anyone else. You cannot have a scapegoat and the onus is on you, the driver, the rider. If you consciously know that you're about to get into a moving vehicle, it's not just about you anymore. Totally. Throw that out the window. 
and the operative term, and really it might seem harsh, but you are being very selfish. If you are getting into a car and you are now making decisions that will pertain to other people and you aren't thinking logically, whether it's drinking, whether you high, whether you are preoccupied in using a phone, you are being selfish if you are not being a sober, logically logical thinker as a driver. And so let's get to you, Sue. When you found out that the rider was allegedly intoxicated and traveling at 100 Ks, how did you feel? Well, we have no proof. But, yeah. Um, I felt awful. But at the same time, there was nothing I can do to change the situation. I felt really sick to think why would anybody put themselves on a moving, a fast moving machine like a motorbike with somebody else on the bike as well. Mm-hmm. Why would you put yourself in danger like that? You're already sort of, it's risky being on the road just by being on a bike. Because as far as I'm concerned, they are not safe vehicles. Oh, absolutely. So to put yourself in a situation that you're making it even more dangerous and you can't make proper decisions to me, it's just not on. Why do people do it? Why? It just doesn't make sense. I know life is hard, but jeepers, you know? Yeah. Go to a spa for the day, then if life is so bad. Don't do that. It's really, it's just not on. I, I think I'm trying to, I'm trying my best to put myself in your situation, but what is the first thing you felt for the rider as a whole when you discovered that, well, they could, allegedly be high, but also that they're going above and beyond the speed limit. How did you feel towards the rider? He was very irresponsible. I have a lot of anger, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, he killed my son. He murdered my son, really, if you want to call it that. Um, and my, I could have lost my daughter as well. Um, a lot of anger. A lot of anger. I just don't know why people do it. What can we do to change people to stop all of this yeah do you think at this point if the rider was alive would you still feel anger or do you think you're over that do you can you ever if he was alive i think i would feel a lot differently but because he's gone as well he will have to pay for his actions yeah you know there's a there's a reason why we're on this earth we know that i mean there's a guarantee that we will die eventually so what is our purpose here and I think he's realized that he has made a mistake in this life. Mm-hmm. And everybody, I mean, there are consequences to your actions. You might not pay for it in this life, but you'll certainly pay for it in another life. You know, see, I, I love that you are so introspective, but also you can be retrospective. And, you know, even in the state, on the actual day, you are able to start appreciating the support from all your family and friends, and you start looking at the upside of it all and so i always believe maybe there is a lesson to be learned in something and maybe there is a reason why certain people go through certain things and do you feel the same about the situation yes and what do you think you've learned from this well that there's there's a reason why we're here there really is a reason and i think looking back as to how wesley lived his life Mm -hmm. with complete passion i mean he just He never moaned. He never complained. He just got on with it. You know, he was no trouble. He lived a very good, clean life. He was going to graduate the next day as a 
uh, coach and personal trainer, but unfortunately he didn't make it. And I think the lesson that, that I'm learning now, still learning, is from Wes in the way that he lived his life. And there's, there is a reason why we're here. And I can see the way, this is where YOLO comes from. Mm-hmm. He said that to my son. We went to Italy on a skiing trip. And Wesley just, he loved to party. He loved to dance. And he wanted to go out. Um, and he said to my other son, Miles, you know, let's go. Let's go out and, you know, go and party. Yeah. And um, Miles said, no, I'm too tired. And Wesley said, he said, YOLO, we're in Italy, YOLO. <laughs> and Miles said, what's YOLO? He says, you only live once. And that's where it comes from. That's amazing. That really is amazing. And what do you think Wesley's being as a whole and his life can teach us all? What can we learn from Le- from Wesley? Sure. A lot. Wesley always gave everybody the benefit of the doubt. Don't judge. He had wide, wide arms that just hugged everybody. He was friendly with everybody. How he treated people has given me an eye-opener. I always tend to sort of, you know, I have to earn somebody's trust first. Wesley had people's trust right up front. He really just had a very warm, fun-loving personality, always positive. Every day he was just always positive, enjoyed life. He just had a passion for it. It's it's almost as though he knew his life was going to be short because he did everything. He went skydiving with Natalie. Um, he just did everything. He he tried to cram in as much as what he could in such a short space of time. That's remarkable. That is absolutely remarkable. And I have to ask, how's Natalie doing? Natalie is fine. We mm-hmm. all have to cope. There's nothing we can do to change the situation. We just have to continue to cope. And she's an amazing young lady. She really is. Um, but obviously... It's still the shock. Oh, yeah. It is. It's a very big shock. Natalie and Wesley were exceptionally close. They really were. They were mm-hmm. inseparable. They always went everywhere together. Wesley, Tamlin, and Natalie. And that's what people have to realize. And that is why I jumped at the opportunity to have you on this morning, Sue. Because as a driver, you know, once again, going back to that whole thing of being responsible, when you go out there and act irrationally and you make poor decisions, you aren't just going to end someone's life, but you're ruining a family. Yes. You're taking away someone's son. You're taking away someone's boyfriend. You're taking away someone's friend. You're taking away someone's brother. And that's the truth of the matter. And if we were to only be able to carry that all the time in every single decision that we make, I think the bottom line is just caring for each other. If you really say you care for your fellow man, you wouldn't be going out there and acting rationally, you know? I agree completely. Um, and, and there's a couple of points as drivers that we can take from this. There's, there's great points from Wesley that we can all learn. And definitely YOLO. You only live once. Uh, it's, a, it's a good way to look at life. But responsibly oh, yeah. is, is what you need to do. So like the drinking and driving, it's a big no-no. We live, we live in a time where, um, there are a lot of different, uh, 
different taxi services and pickup services that are available. We spoke about Uber the other yeah. day and how magnificent they are. If you're, if you're out drinking somewhere, you literally have an app on your phone that you can push a button and the driver will come and fetch you instead of you driving. So there's really cool stuff out there to, to not have you drinking and driving. And I think that that's important. The truth of the matter is nobody has a proper reason as to why you'd be driving drunk or driving intoxicated or why you happened to be behind the wheel and you aren't logical enough to do so. There is no reason. Correct. And I think the only thing that we can do now as each other is to learn from everything, to learn from every experience and to grow from that. And I think that is it really. And, you know, I feel Wesley's legacy is definitely pouring into each and every one of us. And that's why I feel so passionately about YOLO 2014. So, by the way, I, I haven't been able to meet Kim, who is Wesley's friend. Yes. But just speaking to her over the phone as she's also trying to organize this, she's panting this. Her energy <laughs> it's one of those oh, things. It's, it's remarkable to me. I was just talking to her on the phone and I couldn't help but smile and I couldn't help but feel so giddy and her energy is just absolutely really, there are no words for it. So how has she been as a friend to the family and someone who's now also believing in y- YOLO 2014? She's been phenomenal. She really has. Um, as I say, Wesley and Warren are best friends, were. Um, Warren's in the States at the moment and, um, yeah, they used to do everything together. Um, Kim is obviously, you know, part of the family really. And she's amazing. She's just got such a bubbly, fun personality. We, um, went to Italy again this year to Livigno to ski again to take Wesley's ashes and Kim and Warren joined us and other family members. There were about 19 of us. And um, we did Wesley's ashes up on the mountain. And it was just so awesome to have them with us because when we came back last year, Wesley was raving about Livigno and how much he enjoyed it. The skiing, the partying, just everything, you know. It was just amazing. So when we decided to take Wesley's ashes to Livigno, they said they wanted to definitely come with and be a part of it. That's fantastic. Mm. And so now she's one of the main organizers of YOLO 2014. Yes. My best friend, Marlene Urquhart, she initiated the whole thing. And um, everybody's just come together and put all their little bits and pieces together and however we can do it. Yeah. And so let's talk about it. Let, when will it be happening? What can we expect? Who will be there? Will Sue be there? You know, dancing as well. Can we expect that? <laughs> Maybe in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's on the 25th of October this year at the Modest Sports Complex in Modifontaine. Um, we are still putting everything together, but at this stage, we definitely have Vin Dazel confirmed and a local band 4AM. Um, and yeah, we're just basically wanting a fun music festival, a good clean party, uh, no nonsense, no fighting, no nonsense, um, just everybody enjoying really, really good music. I've got um, Tracy D'Alessandro is going to be doing some DJing for us. Um, we've been chatting with uh, Dwayne Rockwell as well, who's also a fantastic entertainer. And um, yeah, we're hoping to have a couple of more lineups, and we're obviously leaving the VIP section a little bit uh, of a secret at the moment. Ooh, <laughs> so you're left to wait and see. We did say earlier on how much Sia likes 
the VIP treatment. So yeah. we're going to have to get VIP <laughs> tickets for, for the both of us. Yes, after the Saxon, if you can pick me up in a Benz <laughs> and you can have specially catered vegetarian food, then no, I'm joking. Tick the box, tick the box. Yeah. Um, and you guys are on, on social media. So I see here on Twitter, you're at YOLO2014. Yes. And, and people can also find you on Facebook. But that's correct. Yes. All right. So I'm going to tweet links. So if you yes. want to, if you want to get the links to this, I'm going to tweet it with uh, the hashtag hands across SA. I absolutely love this. And I'm such a, we're both great advocates of this already, Brent. Of course. I'm uh, in. Yes. And so you guys are setting up web tickets. You'll be. Yes. Okay. So tickets can be available on web tickets. Yes. In a couple of days, once we've got it all set up. Um, this is obviously still, we still are putting it together, but we needed to get the word out there so everybody can save the date, as it were. Yeah. So the 25th of October, um, and if you want tickets, you can simply just go to www.webtickets.co.za or slash YOLO2014. That's in a couple of days' time once everything is confirmed. Yes. But also simply there's the Facebook page YOLO2014 or also just simply at YOLO2014 on Twitter. Tickets are the prices confirmed. Can we announce those? Yes. So tickets for adults are simply 200 rand and 50 rand for kids. Kids that like anyone under 12? Under 12, There yes. we go. Okay, so I was right. And then the VIP will be 400 rand, but that includes the VIP tent, snacks, drinks, and you get to meet the stars. Ooh. I'm excited. <laughs> okay, now I just want to go to that. <laughs> now I'm ready, now I'm ready, now I'm ready. See, this is absolutely amazing. So this is going towards the hockey stadium in Wesley's honor. Yes. yes. Okay. And how has the school been with support as well? Amazing. At the funeral, um, they offered to have a pipe band. And it was just, it was amazing. It, it just gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. And the main guy came into the church. We, we had a double funeral for Wesley and Tumlin. And it was just, there were so many people there. I can't even count how many people were there. And he came into the church and he led them out with the pipe band. Um, it was amazing. It really was phenomenal. Afterwards, all the, um, well, the, the youngsters from JP's school mm-hmm. did the, um, the honor, the walk of honor. Oh, yeah. Down from the church, all the way down the stairs, and they did their war cry on the stairs afterwards as well. It was just absolutely amazing. The support has been phenomenal. Assumption Convent, we, um, Wesley and Tamlin actually met. Tamlin went to Assumption Convent and Wesley coached the youngsters there. Mm-hmm. And that's how they met. And, um, they've actually put a plaque up in memory of Wesley and Tamlin at the school. Um, and they've also, last year they announced, um, at their hockey prize giving that they actually have a Wesley Simpson trophy wow. for the junior player of the season. And a Tamlin Lewis trophy for the senior player of the season. That's fantastic. So that yeah, it really is absolutely yeah, fantastic. Schools have been amazing, really, but they they were just really such lovely youngsters. They were really a beautiful couple. And taking this platform, if you just could direct a few words to everyone who supported you all your family members and friends, the community, and everyone else who will be participating in YOLO 2014, what would you have to say to them? A huge thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for being a part of our lives, for being a part of Wesley's life. Um, 
thanks to Pauline for initiating the YOLO Music Festival um, and all my other friends. I mean, to name them is just, you know, I'm going to leave somebody out. I know that, it? <laughs> it's like the uh, Oscar speech. It is. When you're like accepting an award, you have to like not yeah. leave it or not. Yeah. Yeah. No, we've, we've been through a, a very big tragedy. I mean, from losing my brother-in-law, then Wesley and Tamlin a week later, and then in February, uh, my dad passed away. So, you know, I've lost four people in a short space of time and it, it really is, it's, it's very hard to cope sometimes, mm-hmm. but I have, we have as a family, we have the most amazing friends. Um, my sister-in-law Rose has been a, a huge support as well. Um, and all of her family, they're just absolutely amazing. And I just want to say thank you so much for everything, for every little small little thing that they've done, even if it's just a phone call or whatever it is, flowers, whatever it is. It's just been absolutely amazing. We've had, we have such an amazing network of friends and family and it's just phenomenal how people just come together and help and just get stuck in. No questions asked. What do you need? Here we go. You know, all sorted. And uh, Miles's girlfriend, Amy, has also been absolutely Amazing. Don't worry, Aunt Sue, I got it sorted and off she'll go and sort it out. And yeah. It's, it's so great amazing. that you've had a, a good support system and yes. uh, you've had that support through, through the mm-hmm. terrible time. And now you're going to have great support at your event. You, you, you're going to. You have oh, yeah. To. Yes. It's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. So we'll keep on publicizing that as much as possible. It's around the corner. My goodness, this year has flown. Ah, mm. oh, so the 25th of October, the countdown begins. Sue, mm-hmm. thank you so much for coming in this morning. Thank you for having me. The best of luck with YOLO 2014. It's, it's, yeah, hey. We're gonna, we're gonna see you at YOLO. It's, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll come and, we'll, we'll look for you in the VIP tent. Yo, no, well, you'll be there. Oh, I'll be there. YOLO 2014 <laughs> with the headline act, Sue Simpson, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing morning right here on cliffcentral.com. It's Brent Sincere with hashtag hands across SA. Remember, if you want to get hold of us, just simply message us on WeChat. Our official account is Cliff Central or else simply 0861-555-189. This is hands across SA. your makeup just so guess you don't know that you're beautiful try on every dress that you own you were fine in my eyes a half hour ago and if your mirror won't make it any clearer I'll be the one to let
There we go. We're back on air. This is hashtag Hands Across SA with Brent and I. There we go. Brent, you're back on. Am I here? Yeah. I'm here. Sorry, comrade. I was going to say, I think that was Ashley Simpson. Yes. A little bit of a screamer. Uh, uh, Brent. She, she was. There was a, a bit of a yelling song. I don't know how to win with you today. All the songs that I actually love, you're the one who hates them all. What have we established? I like anything with a beat. <laughs> And you basically hate everything that I play. <laughs> no, not, no. Uh, no. As long as it's not Nickelback, we're good. Okay, I think we'll discuss this further in therapy, because I think that's where we're headed, slowly but surely. So you like that John Legend song? I thought it was beautiful. What a what a beautiful, beautiful track. What's it called? You and... You and I. You and I. Yes, so before I get into it, I want to introduce our next guest. Good morning, Mrs. Nzinga. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming by. Cool. So this is the thing, Nzinga... Is this gazelle-like model? <laughs> Hardly. She is this impresario. She was on Channel O as a TV presenter there as well. But more than that, what interests me? What interests me about you? Does that make sense? What yes, interests you about me? Correct. What interests me about you? Brent, you're the vanilla person in the equation. I'm waiting for you to correct. That's my, correct. Yeah. That's correct. Okay. We're on the right track. <laughs> there we go. Is I sometimes scroll through your Twitter feed and I'm like, Sean Zinger is odd. Like, <laughs> I love when you comment about, you know, everything that's going on and, and that, that's what draws me to you. And so that's why I thought you'd be an interesting person in the segment. Thank we'll be you. talking to, we'll be talking about some of the, let's say interesting things for lack of a better term that's happening all around the world. But okay. let's start with this, um, John Legend song, You and I, um, it's called, uh, aka nobody in this world. So, if you haven't seen the video, let me try to explain it as beautiful. best as I can. Yeah, hey. It's very beautiful. You know what? Let, let me not be jealous, hey? John Legend just has a way. He has a smooth voice. He's a smooth talker. He's just the definition of smooth. And so this new music, music video, um, it's from his album, Love in the Future. And basically, it's four minutes of, it's not just female empowerment, but you just... There's hope, hey? So what happens is there's some famous faces in the actual music video, like Laverne Cox. She's the transgender actress. Is that the correct term? There we is go. she, I see you got a photo there. Is that the one from Orange is the New Black? Yes. yes. We love her. Yes. We love her. So she's in there. Tatiana Ali is in there. And of course, his wife, Chrissy Teigen, who's like the luckiest woman on earth, clearly, because like <laughs> she gets to like get all the songs firsthand. But basically, we watching the music video, we are like at this, we are like the mirror, and all these ladies are coming up to the mirror, and you know, mirror is basically where you see your imperfections, you see your flaws, you see where you're sort of insecure, but through it all, they take their makeup off, and they get ready, and with the song itself, it just spreads this message of, it's not about how you look, and there's something deeper to that, and it just spreads this incredible, incredible message of hope and faith, and am I selling it off well? <laughs> oh, oh, John Legend, yeah. you, you just, you're something else. So you, there's like this woman, you know, this, there's this pregnant woman who's cradling her baby bump. There's a woman who reveals her baldness after chemotherapy. There's a young girl with Down syndrome. There's a boxer with a bloodied nose, and I think the the most shocking and the one image that just hits the nerve is the woman who reveals her breasts after having a yeah. mastectomy. Wow! I think it's very cool to see things like that where you don't you don't see airbrushed versions of people. I mean, they are airbrushed, obviously, and they made they put all these people there to make us emo. You yeah. Know what I mean? 
but I think it's beautiful when you see people who aren't necessarily airbrushed or boring or just video girls. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's very interesting. I love that it wasn't superficial and love that it wasn't. Mm. Mm. I think it's important. And I think as, as a society, we are heading into a new space where, where we don't want to see Photoshop stuff. Uh, we yeah. get it. You're good at Photoshop. We, we understand that. I don't know if you, um, have seen the new Nicki Minaj cover for Anaconda. Yeah. Where yeah, she's like, moments of silence for that. <laughs> she's, she's like pretty much stalkers. She's got a G string on. Uh, you see the back of her. She's squatting and she's sort of looking behind her. She released the cover of, of her album Saturday, Sunday after that whole Beyonce mix. And within, oh, yeah. within the space of about an hour or two, uh, someone had found the real photo and they, they posted the photo of her as the real photo was taken next to the Photoshop version. Is it like gunky and funky? It, she's, well, no. no. It looks the same. It's, she just it's, has two little bits of background. It's, be- it's beautiful. The real version's beautiful because she's, you can see her lines. Yeah. You can see that she's real. Whereas, and, and I think she made her skin lighter. There was like a couple of different yeah. things that she did, but society, <laughs> We're sick of seeing Photoshop stuff. And, and because of a space like the internet, it's so easy mm. to access that other information. So if you're going to be real, like with John Legend and his music video, yeah, I applaud that. I think, I think that's what we need to be concentrating on. Kobe, Kobe Callet, I can never Kobe say Kale. her name. Kobe Kale. Kobe Kale. Yeah. She did the same thing where, um, she had her music video and all the late, it was all ladies and in the music video, um, they all remove their makeup, but to the point where you could see like little blemishes on Kobe's skin, wow. because people are—it's a movement. It's a movement where we we want to be real. Zika, have real. you ever been caught up to that as a girl? I think for us as guys, it's kind of different. It's like, yeah, what you see is what you get. I ain't gonna you, panel beat my well, face you, you for ca- somebody you else. You can't. As a guy, I don't think. Is man makeup no? I've I've never worn. Oh, well, on TV they've done a lot of stuff, yeah. but. I've heard of like guy liner. Guy liner? Because they just try to make eyeliner sound masculine. So it's guy liner. And then a guy can also have heavage. It's male cleavage. So you like, you know, those deep when you get, neck t-shirts. When you, when you get your pick. <laughs> you, you saw my going But you, Zika, have you ever snoot. been, as a girl, have you ever been caught up in that? Um, the thing is, I worked as a model since I was 14. So my work was all about, um, getting somewhere and then being transformed yeah. and then leaving there and just being like, whatever. So I'm very like relaxed. So I never dress up. I never wear heels. I've just started like, as I'm turning 30, I'm like, maybe I must be a lady. Have um, you ever been <clears throat> caught up in that identity thing though? A lot of, you know, you hear a lot of models who, cause it's so just on your looks, you know, oh, you hear of castings where literally casting directors come out, they pinch your fat and they say, you're too fat to get out. Castings are brutal. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't miss that about being a model. Isn't um, that hectic? It is very hectic. Uh, it can be very damaging to your self-esteem. I think every model, no matter what they say, have some serious issues and however they tell them that's okay. But because it's, it's not about you as a person and normally you interact with people and they decide if they like you or they dislike you based on your personality, your interaction with them. Yeah, it's just like, and it's not even about you need to be good looking. A director's looking for someone. They need them. They have an idea in their head of what kind of thing they want. Yeah. You can be how beautiful. If that's not you, it's not you. And so you go through this every day, okay, every week. And so you will get rejection. If you're going to casting, if you're going to five castings a week, you may get three of the jobs or you may get none of the jobs. And that, I think that weighs on you. 
Yeah. Um, because you constantly be rejected. It's like someone just, you come into work and everyone just be like, no, please go away. Thanks. Sure. Every day. When you put it like that, now that's <laughs> scary. But yeah. at the age of 14, did you think about that? Did you see it that way? Did you not take it personally? At the age of 14, all I wanted to do was be a model, which is just a horrible <laughs> aspiration. <laughs> did you ever want to be like a beauty queen? I did, hey. I, I wanted to be a model because I didn't see girls who looked like me. I looked like a cosa random girl on the street, right? And when magazines then, they were like white, blonde girls, brunette girls, black girls who went big in modeling. And I was just like, I really want to be a model. I love Kate Moss. And I got scouted by Claire Maurice's agent. And Claire was South Africa's first uh, post-democratic supermodel. Ooh. And I'd see her and I'd just be like, you're this woman. I love her. Then her agent stopped me and I was like, I'm all for this. And I think as I got older and the more I learned and the more I experienced, I wanted to not just be known for how I look. Yeah. And it's still a, I don't think I'm super intelligent, but I would like to think that I'm quite clever, which I've been cocky. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll advocate that. Okay. <laughs> um, we'll advocate. But it's very difficult if you're attractive or people think you're attractive or people think you're a model. Like there's these stereotypes that come with it. Like oh, yeah. Dirt, so. Oh, yeah. So. And so that's the thing, you know, I... Peace, love, and happiness in the world. But I hate girls who underplay themselves. I hate girls who rely on their looks. And isn't that what we face a lot of? In- no, I mean, I think more power to you if, you know, you must also know your limits and you must also know, like, what your vibe is. If you're just about being pretty and yodeling, all the best, and do that and own it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think we should judge it is annoying because you're just like there must be more shorty you must care about something besides yourself and your hair but just at the south african of the year nominations party i was talking to one of the and i made the big mistake of talking to one of the promo girls there and (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) i just felt like i missed chromosomes and i'll never get back three minutes of my life was she like what what are you talking about (laughs) oh my god Literally, <laughs> so the hashtag of the night was hashtag SATY party, right? Yeah. South African of the year party. And she was standing around. I was like, you know what? With the hashtag, uh, ANN7 could have possibly been in the elections, you know, party, political yeah. party. It's like, oh, yeah. and I mentioned it twice. I thought like maybe the first time, <laughs> maybe she didn't hear me, you know, and I mentioned it again. She's like, well, Okay, do you want to vote? I was like, oh my goodness, because there was like the voting sheet uh, for the night. She didn't get the the little correlation. But this is the thing. I know deep in her soul, she cannot just think pink and she cannot think no, but people GHD do, all the day. Though. There's some people that you meet and you're just like, wow, you are so vapid. <sighs> and, but the thing is, that's also like, I think you need that. You need people who are wow, need- clever. <laughs> you do. There's a place in society for yeah. everybody. That's it. Uh <laughs> There's two different surveys. This is going to make you so mad. There's two different surveys that have come up that say um, prettier people, like not even you don't even have to be intelligent. The more attractive you are, the more you earn in society. Shut this is up. why I must start going to gym. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is my problem. Okay. Uh, no, you should be earning. You, no, I should be going to gym. You should be like a billionaire. <laughs> I'm working on that. Okay, wait. So this is not just like comparing your regular manager to Kate Moss, who's like a model and getting uh, millions yeah, of this. But is this like in the corporate world as well? Where in the corporate just... world as well. Well, there's, I mean, there's a two-way street and it is quite psychological. If you, if you are more attractive, air quote that, and you, you know that you're more attractive, you have this 
confidence in yeah. whatever you do. So even in the corporate world, you would be making waves because you're backing it with that confidence. Um, if you, okay. if you were average looking and you didn't feel good about yourself, that would reflect in your work. So I think that's where it comes from. It's okay. a, a two way street. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So I'd sort of understand that. I don't just want Paris Hilton earning more. She does, she, she does, she does that. <laughs> that's the other thing as well. I don't think, like, if you can leverage just random genetic accidents that made you look a certain way or yeah. made you born into a certain family, like, Yoda, do it. I mean, there's this, Yoda yeah, you keep seeing YOLO. I always say it though, but <laughs> it's the like term it. of the day. I'm telling you, but you know what? I, I also think let's give some credit to Paris. Okay. It's not in her case. It's not just, ah, oh, that's hard, but she has a business mind yeah. to her. Yeah. And I think that's also with the don't, don't side out me, Brent. Don't side out me. I'm trying to like 360 your survey and back all the pretty people up in the world. So, so. This is quite interesting. You were speaking about Coca-Cola early on. And I'm going to try and make the same analogy. Yeah. If if Coca-Cola, their video goes viral, it actually doesn't go viral because they pay for it to go viral. Really? Yeah. It's it's a business model yeah. that, that most videos of... Let's talk about uh, the Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, oh, Volvo. That? Uh, that Volvo Epic. Ad. Epic. Okay, now they, I haven't seen it. Now I have like... Well, Volvo. you need to... <laughs> he does the splits. Go back like um, it's recent. Uh, it was last year, 2013. But th- basically, that video went, again, air quote viral, because they had so much money back behind it. Okay. okay. Paris Hilton, as a person, if she was not a Hilton and she hadn't been born into money, yeah. I don't think she'd be in the same situation. Oh, she's had okay. that money backing her, is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't think she's business-minded at all. I think she's put a lot of money into what she's done in order to get a small return, which has now grown into something bigger, mm. yeah. but I'm sure there's a lot of money that went behind that to get to where she is yes, today. But Nzinga, what would you say about society as a whole moving forward in this day and age? We live in such a, I have to say, superficial society where yeah. some people worry about the filter on their Instagram. Literally, I'm not going to name and shame, <laughs> but I know someone who will tweet, 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 and then will go back and scroll through his timeline and go, what got more retweets? What got more favorites? What should I say more? And please, others. Wow. It's like, but That's guy, guy, seriously, you know? I think there's always been a superficiality in society. I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. But I think it's very cool what Brett was saying about almost a movement. And I've seen it with um, the thing of the way people look and also the way people eat and behave. Yeah. Um, every, there's almost a move to get healthier to run more, to juice, to do this. Um, so I think maybe we seeing that there's a lot of confusion and chaos and just like trying to move back to a center and be more like zen and like one with earth. Agreed. I, I can see it as well just in the area where I live. <clears throat> I went through a stage where all I wanted to do was be a member of Virgin Active. Because everybody is a oh, member of Virgin yeah, Active. Yeah. And you gotta go to gym twice a day. Whatever the deal was. And now in the area you see a lot more people running, cycling Walking, yeah. doing stuff that you, your God-given abilities can do yeah. without being part of this, this sheepish sort of society where they are doing yeah. sort of the sheepish things. Yeah. Uh, the selfie side is a oh. huge problem. Jim selfies kill me now. It's, it, to take selfies and, and in the way that some people do, it's, it's been classified as a mental disorder. If I see hashtags, summer bodies are made in winter one more time. Yeah. <laughs> That is the most annoying thing. And it also is depressing because I'm like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Gotta get to gym. Yeah. Yeah. I think 
peer pressure, we can use that term. It mm. doesn't just, it's not something that's just found in school. And once mm. you're out in the real world, it goes out. Because I find myself on that same gravy train, all virgin active. I was like, yeah, got to do this virgin active. Let's do this. And I quit after like two weeks when I realized that I couldn't watch TV and be on the treadmill <laughs> at the same yes. time. We, so <laughs> we, we know this Daddy. is a matter of fact. Sia cannot multitask. No, I cannot. If, so I won't, I won't lie on that. If you see a tweet coming from him, you know that's taken time. Like yeah. he's, he's Yay. stopped whatever he's doing. And he makes sure that he, he is there in the zone doing one thing at a time. I could only imagine you on a treadmill. People, I wish I saw that. <laughs> I'm just being honest here, but that's the thing though. Pressure is such a big thing. Yeah. How, and I just feel bad for the young people or the younger people. And there are some adults as well who aren't sure or comfortable with who they are. And how do you go about like people? How do, how do we get to, how do we yeah. get to that point? Yeah, I don't know. I think the older you get, the more hectic it gets. Uh, and Oof. depending on what industry you work on as well, you work in as well. I know entertainment, it's just, can you swear on this show? Yes, yes. We <laughs> we're uncensored. You can say whatever you I want. I feel like Zinga's about to confess something, so she's going to be like, so-and-so was a bitch. No, no, no. Come I don't on. do those things. Um, I just think, especially with entertainment, uh, which is where I'm sort of working now, but not really. Yeah. It's, um, is that, that peer pressure is massive, and people just do the strangest things. Talking about this yesterday with someone who's like a lawyer and is always judging people in entertainment because he's just like, you guys don't have your shit together. Oh yeah. Um, like if you're on television as an actress or you don't get paid like millions of rands, we're not in the States. Yeah. Right. So unless you're like a pearl who's doing everything everywhere. Yes. Yes. Then perhaps your lifestyle is not going to be that of someone who is in corporate and has been working for years. But then the pressure that comes with that is that people are like, you're on generations, like, why are you driving a Taz? Which is so stupid because it's yes. like, you're fucking driving a Taz, right? Like, <laughs> let me live as well. So, it, yeah, it's a whole identity thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And transforming, yeah. So I think with, with that, there's a, there's a massive sense of peer pressure. I know, uh, like, in Joburg especially, which is very strange, and I think it's just a black people thing. Mm-hmm. The car you Wait, drive. I didn't, I, uh, that mm-hmm was a, I'm hearing you, not I'm agreeing. Because <laughs> okay. when you go into race, it's like very tricky. Okay, go no, on. No, no. Okay, this is my experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, with black middle class people of a certain age, your car is like a very big thing. Oh, and property yes. is not as big a thing, which is very confusing. But I guess it's like you can, if you're driving around in a Bentley, like people will be like, oh, you're amazing. You know what I mean? So there's that, that peer pressure. What is it? You know, I think then it's this whole thing of new money versus old money. You can see someone who just got rich, you know, in the past five years and someone who's always had money because it's so stupid that someone would rather wear Louis Vuitton when they don't even own property or they're in debt to start attending parties. It's like, but guy. Seriously? That's a massive. I think that that's, that's been a constant problem because if you, if you ever hear, the bank advertising and how they speak about saving and like you gotta save for when you're older and retirement and we they've they focused on that because it's a huge problem internationally. So so black versus white, it's exactly the same. Yeah. In the in the white culture, it's exactly the same. You leave school, you want the best, you you don't worry about the property, you don't worry about saving, you worry about having a cool car, a nice pair of shoes, and being able to buy drinks on a Saturday night. Oh yeah. And then all of a sudden you reach thirty and then you're like 
hold on. <laughs> I, I need, I need a house. Yeah. And, and I'm 10 years away from 40 and, yeah. and I don't have anything in retirement either. Like it just yeah. becomes this whole, and then your mind shifts and you start focusing on other stuff. So maybe we can attribute it to just being young and stupid. There was a there was a money I think MoneyWeb or BusinessWeb did a thing on um, buying patterns and black spending patterns versus white spending okay. patterns in South Africa, and it was it one of the things was conspicuous symbols of or is that the right word? Mm. I'm just working on no I don't think <laughs> that, that's okay we'll just say it was. <laughs> um, we're gonna go with it like people showing thing tokens of wealth. Okay. It's very important to black people. And I think that's because of our history of deprivation okay. and yeah. economic not being included in the main economy of South Africa. So I think that's still an ongoing thing. I don't think generally the majority is included. So, so yeah. we, were, we were talking about like the photoshopping and stuff yeah. a little while ago. Do you think maybe media has also got something to do with it? Because if you watch, oh, yes. if you watch a music video, oh, it's yes. all about boobs, cars and money. Like that's what it comes down and to. Champagne. And champagne. But you know, you gotta have a little you got popping bottles. I have to sort of um stand up for them because here's the thing. The truth of the matter is I'm it's them. Uh the me the people in the media Just and okay. <laughs> I am not going to look watch a show with someone with tattered hair who's wearing like things from mum's in the corner and looks like she's half past ugly. You know, <laughs> I want to look at someone. And I'm like, damn, I wish I could. Cause the media industry, I think that's what it is. It's an escape. It's a fantasy. It's an aspirational thing. Yeah. But now it gets too much when I think, you know, I'm a cashier at a supermarket and I think I can now look like so-and-so on TV. That's when it's an identity thing. That's when you're uncomfortable with being yourself. And that's where the issue lies. But I'm sorry, if Beyonce was singing about, oh, I got debit orders at the end of the month. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, no one would buy that. But if you start singing about how because pop, pop you, and bottles. Yeah, if you have yeah. a billion dollars and shit goes down in an elevator, hell yes. I want to hear about mm. your first world problems, mm. don't you think? Definitely. So I'm not too crazy. No. <laughs> and uh just want to say that's why NN7 anchored, hired hot anchors. Because they did, and all, all of their anchors are really, really, really good looking. That's, that's what it's all about. A N N Seven have that, that's when they started the news channel. I think it was last year. Yeah, and it was only like the some of the people had never featured on TV before. So some of them, you know, the the promotional girl who you bumped into. Yeah, she may have actually been a newsreader. Hey, 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 wait! <laughs> I'm a newsreader. There. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I, I have but, ANN7 love. I'm totally kidding. We do love ANN7. You can YouTube ANN7 bloopers. Yeah. And I was there from the, I was there when that shit was happening. And are, the they, guy, are there any of you? Yep. Oh, are they? Yes! Yep. I've, made a, I've made a blooper girl. <laughs> Google it quickly. Get on there. Get on the Google machine. So but, let me just say, I did. But I, I just want to say it wasn't because I made a mistake. Oh, you also kind of awesome. What what what? what okay, run us through it. What yeah. what happened? So, I'm doing a live crossing to Benjamin, who is in uh, Soweto, and he can't hear me. So I like okay, do the read, like Kaiser Chiefs, blah, 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 and then I'm like Benjamin, what's happening? Crickets. Oh, Benjamin. And the camera's still on you. Obs. Yeah, and and it, like, did, okay. you, did you have to ad lib, or did they? Were, were I was the, just like, we're the, having a technical difficulty. Was the guy behind the camera going? Is there a guy behind the camera? Nothing. 
So it's just oh, you, you standing there. Do you guys have there. those um, computer thingamabobby controlled cameras? Are there cameramen no, who can at least... No, there was okay. no, cam- there there's was no, no cameraman. No, there's a, there's a cameraman on the jib, but in the... Um, everything, we've got like very high technology stuff, so everything is, you can... Uh, Your Gupta's did well. And then there's the, obviously a director and stuff in PCR behind you. But when you're reading the news, it's like you and the camera. There's no... And okay. then the people in the newsroom around you and people walking around. Sorry, no. It, was, it, was, it must have been pretty awkward. That guy is just... I mean, also... You know, Tina Ferreira, like, maybe you should come and be a news Ooh, anchor because he, you're upset. Yeah, TV with Tennis. Yeah. He's the blogger who is never shy about, like, yeah, like, like, just writing and giving people. It's also very, it's also a very strange thing because I'm just like, I understand that's your job. Yeah. But, like, there's a difference never between. Happy, like, exactly. Just go outside a little bit. Like, <laughs> go outside. Do you know what I mean? I tweeted something and, and this is. Um, this is so real. I'm just gonna bring it up because it <laughs> totally fits in with what you're saying now. The world is full of nice people. If you can't find one, be one. Yeah. It's pretty damn simple. I mean, you know, granted, there were certain mistakes that were not okay when we launched, and even like any other news channel. Like the guy who didn't know what an auto cue was. He's like, that thing, that thing. Can I tell you what the happened word, with that? The words, <laughs> what he told me was he said, the words are going. He can't say that the words are appearing too fast or like so. You know what happened with that? Okay, I don't know if I'm supposed to say. Okay, okay. so what happened with that was, that was a pre-recorded show. Uh, ooh, why didn't they edit? Okay. Why didn't they Did edit? it happen in editing? Or did they just let it go? Like Someone was obviously just like, I'm trying to go home. Yeah. And let me not just check over the show and let sure. it went on air. Okay, so that, that, um, is a, that is a slight hiccup from the editing <laughs> side. A massive hiccup. But, I mean... What I've noticed is that everyone has mistakes. And I think because of who the owners of the channel are, totally. um, even before we launched, there was a sense of like, how dare they own news, like a uh, TV station. It's, it's when you, when you're breaking into a market that's already there. That's what it came down yeah. to. Is that they already, the we, we already have like yeah. three or four African news channels yeah. where they're focusing on that. And you're going to get hate from everybody else because yeah. there was money backing it and yeah. is money backing. Yeah. So it's not like someone coming up from the bottom of the ranks. They're sort of entering in the same space. Yeah. yeah. So but, it's difficult. Yeah. That whole thing of image and the, the industry as well as a whole. Um, just this Sunday, you know, with South African idols, I was just reading through some of the tweets. I'm like, but guy, if you were to stand up there, if you were to try and sing, mm, this is my thing. As people well, are so, so brave behind a keyboard. People. <laughs> Are so brave. Yeah. Especially like the eggs on Twitter, the guys who like have no followers, but they'll still go out there and be mean and nasty. What is it with the, this techno age where everything is now behind a keyboard and people can say what they wish? How did you find that pressure? I think, I think people have always been like that. You always get people who are just like assholes, right? Yeah. But now it's easier because you can literally just be like, and there's a sense of encouraging. I think people also, when you're unhappy, you don't really, I don't know if I'm thinking about it too much, but you're not, if you're unhappy, you're not going to try and spread like happiness and encourage people. You're just Ooh. going to be like, you suck as a person. And it's, it's, I don't know if people understand because maybe they don't go through that. It's, it's incredibly, it can be incredibly draining to have someone just wake up and just be like, I think you suck as a person. You're just being attacked every day, mm. all the time. How did you deal with that in the industry? 
Um, I think I'm quite lucky in that I haven't really ex- um, experienced that when I was presenting and modeling. Obviously, online wasn't that big. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> old. Goodness <laughs> and thing, uh, <laughs> In like 1975, you, you, <laughs> when you, I started. You're only saying you're old because you started working when you were yeah. 14. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. But... And and it's, it's I was still working out the multiplications table when I was fourteen. <laughs> the multiplications, like, the multiplication. Yeah, that's one. <laughs> but Not like I the think, runways of the world. I think now I get it a lot more because uh, one because of news and then people. I did this show on elections for ANN Seven, mm-hmm. and every day we'd have we'd go to nine provinces and speak to ordinary South Africans about what issues they were facing, and then. In the second hour of the show, we would have politicians in. And South Africans and politics, like everywhere else in the world, is a very emotional thing. So then I just, like, people would randomly, like, attack me for, like, EFF members are the worst people on Twitter, right? Like, they are so hectic. (laughs) I'm just scared for you before you've even, like, explained the whole story. They will just suddenly... I just got a lot of very personal attacks, and from the ANC as well. And I just be like, "What are you got? like? I don't even." What what sort of personal attacks? You're just like the messenger. What were they saying? Uh, it was quite hectic. Um, like people would say, "I'm like the people that I work for have changed me so much that uh, all I do is listen to." Command from Mr. Gupta, like he phones me every day. Oh yeah, because <laughs> here is, here is <laughs> your list of to dos for today. Yeah, you guys um, are totally besties. And it's so funny because I'm, I'd like to think that I'm friends with people from most political parties, and uh-huh. I interact with people from the EFF, the ANC, the DA, not so much the IFP and sure. stuff like that. But, <laughs> um, and so it's very difficult having to appear impartial because no one is impartial really, mm-hmm. and then getting attacked for what people think are my views when I'm just like, but I haven't said anything. Yeah. Um, So uh, that, not the same, but very different, but quite the same happened to me where I got attacked on Twitter by (laughs) someone else's followers for something I'd said. (gasps) What did you say? Don't tell me they're like the believers or something. No. (laughs) (laughs) So so, uh, it was an afternoon drive show on, on in South Africa. Yeah. And he had the segment where they would phone kids and be like hey uh, what do you want to be when you grow up and ask them all sorts of questions and um the, the dj asked well what do you what do you like about what do you like about the dj and um the, <laughs> oh, the kid the kid replied mm, not much <laughs> cute so so i tweeted Exactly that. I said, what do you like about the, the DJ? I didn't ask the DJ. Fresh. It was totally fresh. <laughs> it, wait, wait. Was it yes or no? It was fresh. Okay. And I, t- I tweeted, what do you like about fresh? Dot, dot, dot. Hmm. Not so much. And then. Did you use, um. No, I, I didn't, okay. I didn't even, I didn't tweet him. I didn't use I didn't air quotes. didn't use quotation marks. Bit of a problem. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I sent that and then immediately he replied to me. But I didn't ask him. his name. He replied to me and he said to me, Hmm, but you're still listening to our show. How odd. So, so I thought this was quite funny. Sure. And then, uh, in the space of <laughs> Don't about, go for fresh, bro. You'll see in this, in the space of about five or ten minutes, I yeah. had this onslaught of hate tweets from all of his followers. And that continued for three or four days. <laughs> no. Like, like properly. I, I mean, when you're going to pick a fight on Twitter, 
maybe don't pick it for someone who's got 300,000 followers. Um, and they were all, they were just tweeting me and you, you're this and you're that. And I nearly considered closing my Twitter down because I, I really, it did feel, it felt kind of cuck. I think. But here's how I got over it. Yeah. And this is something maybe to learn on Twitter. If someone tweets you and it's a bad tweet, always look at their following. <laughs> no, man. Cause it's, yeah. if, it's generally those people who have the time to slate someone else on Twitter yeah. have got like five followers. True. So wh- and wh- the where, do, where does that and, yeah. where does that measure up? That you have this this and also if you look at someone's timeline, you can see what type of person they are. <laughs> if they're just going to everybody, you're a bitch and you're a this, and yeah. then you know that's the type of I person think, that they I are. I think it's a it's a balance. Yeah, maybe sometimes you mustn't argue people with five followers, but just because you're five followers doesn't mean you know what I mean. You don't really know like what their story is my thing is there's a there's a certain level where i'm just like actually i'm not going to be bullied by you online because you feel like whatever i've been dragged once on twitter like properly i used to be um you got into a twitter fight a war. no i just yeah, yeah that, uh, sorry. Uh, that's duncan <laughs> <How's> it, duncan <laughs> um so i used to be the guardian i was the you know for like three years and that was like 10 years ago right <laughs> Hey, you, you are dating yourself. No, listen, no, no, listen. The other day. No, 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 listen. So then, so it's like I'm done. There's like other girls who've done it. Da, da, da. Like that's not who I am right now, right? Yeah. I use Garnier Roll-On, right? Yeah. It Ooh. makes my skin edge, right? Okay. I tweet that because I tweet everything about my life, mostly. Yeah. Everyone was just like, you're such a bitch. Like, you're so... And I'm just like, don't shit where you used to eat. And I'm just like, why are what you guys so emotionally touched? On? I'm sharing an experience. But I think people, like, want to just also have their voices heard. And sometimes if you're like, oh, guys, what a lovely day. Everyone's like, whatever. If you're like... Yeah. Feisty, people pay more attention to. Or if you create a sense of... Well, th- that, that's that's what Twitter's about. So Twitter was created to create conversations. So if ah, you if you're able rent conversations, not tours, like <laughs> But it's a but it's a conversation. So okay. if if someone I mean you there's some people that do tweet and they it's so arbitrary that it doesn't create a conversation. Mm. Uh, banana bread. No, that's not no one no one is even knows what you say. <laughs> maybe someone no, cares, like no one, maybe someone out there is like crazy. Why, why are you hashtagging that? I don't know what's that. Whereas if you start a conversation and you and you're saying, Geez, yeah, Kanye, put this on this morning. Totally itching, and someone could have perhaps replied, going, "Yeah, I got the same problem." People but did do that. If you mix it with a bit of Nivea, it sort of works. Yeah. Like there's solutions to that, yeah. and that's it's, uh, Twitter's all about creating conversations and connections, which is very cool. Which is why I love it so much. Yeah, you, you it's know. it's a different time. We're living in a really cool era where, yes, you could literally. You're late for a Kalula flight. You tweet them. Someone there tweets back. They're worried about yeah. their online yeah. persona, which yeah. is really rad. It's a cool space to be in. Definitely. So it, it definitely is like there's a pro, the great pros and the great cons pros as well. Pros massively outweigh the cons, uh, in but, my opinion, or in my experience of using it. Okay. Have you, have you have you ever posted a, vo- a video on YouTube? What do you mean? Like just a video. Have you put videos up? Yeah. Have you noticed how Terrible. That, like, if you, if you take, telling if you, you take, I'm telling you can you. take all the different online spaces, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, News24, the worst comments right now, busy being, busy be, bubbling over and, and multiplying like gremlins is YouTube. 
I'm convinced it's the Americans. It's, it's, it's so the bad. Americans. <laughs> There's someone sitting there with like an agenda, a vendetta <laughs> against all these people, like just hateful I, words. I, I, I don't know what it is, but I think it's a thing of just wanting to be heard mm-hmm. and then, sorry, actually no one really cares about you. So let me just go be like, Beyonce is a bitch on the music. Like, why? Like, she's it's not going to see that. It like, makes no sense. And, and crazy. what I learned about YouTube is, um, you never reply. So you, the, the followers and the people that you have do it for you. Yeah. They there, make there's, it into a whole, there's like, like threads that form <laughs> when someone just, it's, it's trolls. It's trolls on the internet. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. But you guys, let's get to the other side of the equation when, even if it's not per, specifically on like social media, there's someone out there who's being tormented, who's being picked on, who's being bullied, and all these, you know, these hateful words. Yes, people can say, no, you'll get over it. No, just ignore them. You can't ignore them to a certain extent. No, you just you get to like, how do you deal with that? How does it not affect you? How can you move on from that? I think it depends on which sector, if you are being bullied, that you, uh, you know, take action. I mean, if you're in school, obviously you have to report to the headmaster, like, which I don't know why people don't do that, or go to your teacher, tell your parents, get it sorted out, get the bully sorted out. Because people who bully uh, need to have a sense of power. Um, so I was speaking to some woman from depression, anxiety group, yeah. and she was saying generally when you see a bully, it's someone maybe who's at home, their parents uh, are not paying attention to them or their parents are abusing them or there's an abusive relationship there and they don't know how to assert their power. So when they get to school, they're like, okay, let me do this. So I think just speaking out in a corporate environment, same thing. You go to your boss or I probably like if anything happens, I'm probably just like, okay, I'm going to go see my boss now and just be like, this shit is happening. Are you that type of person? I'm probably (laughs) that like, it's not okay. Um, I, I agree with you and I wish that more people were like that. Unfortunately in society, when people are being bullied or victimized, they generally don't speak out because the bullying makes you feel inferior. So if you had to go to your boss or your parents or a teacher, you fear that it would get worse. Like it wouldn't be able to be fixed. Whereas yeah. if more people thought like you, we wouldn't have those problems. You'd be like, yeah. mm, I'm dealing with this now. Nip it in the bud. You're giving me trouble. I'm calling the bouncer. Like I'm out. This, like, obviously you mustn't, it mustn't be a, I think in a work environment, it mustn't be like an immediate thing. So yeah. You can't talk shit to me today, and then I'm just like, oh, I'm going to go see my employer. <laughs> I'm probably going to be like, what you're doing is not okay. Yeah. And then have this long series of exchanges uh, with people. Ooh, and I, then- love- <laughs> I love how she started like looking to the side and drifting off all there's the a, memories of flooding story, in. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So the thing is, you try and deal with it by yourself. Mm-hmm. There's a point where you can see now people are actually just trying to play games with you and your interaction or you're trying to make it better is not working. And then you escalate it. Because um, I think you you can't leave completely your sense of happiness in your work, which is where you spend most of your time, or which is where I spend most of my time, mm-hmm. in someone else's hands. And if that person is you know, trying to make your experience unpleasant and your interaction isn't helping, then you have to do something. You know what I mean? You can't just... Zinga, what I admire about you is you have such a strong sense of self. And that is really... <laughs> absolutely. Okay. Was Nzinga like that as a young child? Were you that person who was like, hey, anybody got time for that? Like, moving on, yes. you had nothing to me. Or did uh, that come with age? I've always... Like, I was a very chastelach child. Really? Um, I was convinced I was going to be a singer or an artist until my parents were like, no, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you need to... 
can make money. And then once you've made the money, you can yeah, sing about it. Yeah. Like that's. Um, and I think I'm, I'm very reserved. I know I don't seem like it. I'm quite a shy, awkward person. Yeah. Right. And then I have to balance that by, because of the work that I do, it, like you can't be like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I can't read the news right now because I'm having a moment of camera shyness. Yeah. So I think I, I've always had like quite a forward side and then quite an awkward side as well. And I just so that balance them. Isn't it scary though? I once heard the quote of, if you don't know who you are before you're famous, once that fame comes in, oh, you'll just be messed up. Is that the case? Because that's why I'm scared. Like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine serving Gareth Cliff coffee. And I'll just stay <laughs> here the rest of my life. Literally, because I'm just scared of, I think what fame brings up is all your problems magnified. Yeah. And I'm not ready for that. How did you deal with that? Is it- I think it's also, I, I don't want to use the word fame, but I think being, being popular, being known. Okay. There's something very beautiful about it. it. Yes, it does magnify problems. Yes, you might be in a Sunday world for whatever you did. What's the worst thing somebody said about you or wrote about you? Uh, Sunday world tried some shit, but we thought it was <laughs> Like that was, yeah. Like legal team vibes. Um, yeah, my mom's very aggressive and one of South Africa's best lawyers. Mm. So, um, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if there's something very beautiful about someone not knowing you and just being like, I really like you. And I, and I think people who are in television need a lot of validation. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, and I think it becomes uh, part of your job. Or maybe I'm just talking about myself and my friends who I can see. There's something really cool about someone just being like, hey, I really love you. Then you're just like, okay, well, super random. I don't know you, but thanks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that thing of people celebrating your work, um, which is not what would happen if you were working perhaps in a bank. Like, no True. one comes to the bank today and be like, you've done an amazing job today. Like, you know what I mean? True. <laughs> so there's something really beautiful about it. And I think as long as you don't make it uh, something that you're obsessed about or you don't make it, you don't refer to yourself as like a television personality or whatever, then it becomes weird. When you start talking about yourself in third person, yeah. And, yeah, that's <laughs> there's some complexes yeah. to that. But I don't know if it's just me, but I, I feel like a lot of people would resonate with this. No matter how many compliments you receive, it can be a thing of, oh, thanks, but receive one diss and that will stay with you for a while. Yeah, you shouldn't. I mean, that's sort of human nature, but I think that then minimizes your interactions with most with most people who actually like you or who actually enjoy your work or who randomly care about you from afar. Um I don't think you should, I don't think you should do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, um, it can be quite difficult, but I think you also just get a thicker skin and you're just like, okay, cool. It's one of those things. It's, 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 it's a tough thing mm. to navigate, mm. but let's talk about South Africa as a whole. Mm. And, you know, I, I think, you know, young people, let's focus on them. They are the future. What do you think, or what do you, yeah. What do you think the young people of South Africa are? What sort of people are they? And, do they recognize and realize the sacrifices that we've had to now be who we are today? And how do we move on into the future? Um, honestly, I think that young people perhaps aren't as aware as they should of our history and not just June 16, 1976 and Nelson Mandela in 1994. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think in our schools, we should be teaching more South African history and not just uh, – 
a narrative of the ANC liberated our country because that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of people died and were displaced and still feel the effects of apartheid today. And I don't think we are conscious as a nation of that because we've branded ourselves as this miracle story. But if you drive 13 minutes out of Johannesburg, not even, if you go to uh, Cosmo City or if you go to Orange Farm or if you go to Harankua, there is no miracle. Mm-hmm. Okay, Yes, you don't have to walk around with a dorm pass. Yes, you don't have to uh, come home at a certain time of night. But it's we are a very damaged society, and I think we need to learn more about our history in order to make sure that those mistakes aren't repeated and also to have a sense of how lucky we are to be living 20 years in into democracy in a country like this and, and fix it. Um, and I think the older I've gotten, the more I'm becoming a bit a bit more like we must we must all do something. And it's very cheesy and it's very like play your part and But it is so true. Um and and that's not like okay, let's go paint a school. That's also cool. If you are good at maths, like just find one person to mentor who is in high school so that they can finish matric so that we can have educated people like running our country. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's huge. I think that is huge. And, and one, <laughs> one consistency on our show, I mean, ha- hands across SA is we're one month old. It's really? All, it's August Amazing. already. It's August already. Brent. Okay. Thank Where's you. the cake? Yay. Where's the Savannah cake? Uh, um, Savannah cake. Jeez Louise. It's only uh, 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, I think that's hugely, hugely important. And the, the one consistency that we've had is always, it's about the little things. You need to, you need to find those little things like mentoring someone. It is really little. It's not yeah. going to, it's not going to take a huge chunk out of your day, but the, what will come from that is so much bigger. Yeah. It's, it's about changing one thing and literally changing everything. Yeah. It's change one thing Tuesday, right? Change one thing Tuesday. Yeah. So here's the thing. There's also, thank you so much to everybody who's been sending messages on WeChat. There's also this message, uh, Ni- Nyla. It's N-A apostrophe I-L-A-H. Nah, that's one. So I was sort of (laughs) spot on with that. She sent us a message on WeChat. She says, good day, hi, hello. My name is Nicole, actually. I'm 23 years of age. I dropped out of school and now I'm suffering because of that. I'm married with three kids and I'm unemployed. No income. My husband works alone. I too have dreams, hopes and desires to finish school and study further and becoming a psychologist I've always dreamed of becoming. Or in the meantime, at least find a decent job. I'm taking a chance by texting you uh, with yet another hope of finding a breakthrough in life. I pray someone will respond to this or direct me, di- redirect me accordingly or even offer some advice or help if you're able to. And then she's left her number. This is, these are some that's, of the things we're dealing with. That's eh? huge. I, I reposted a photo the other day of a gentleman who, I, I need to find this, he was in, um, in Johannesburg somewhere and he had a board that he had made, and I'm just going down to it because it's got the same sort of effect, which I think is really, really special. His board, it was in Benmore Gardens, and he was dressed up in really, really nice clothing. He had like a suit jacket on with jeans and really nice, like, polished shoes, and his board said, I'm acting on my faith. I'm tired of sitting at home. I have a diploma in building. If anybody can help, uh, here's a copy of my CV, and here's my telephone number. And he was standing in a corner in Benmore Gardens, giving this out to people. His uh, photo was shared, it's not on this page here, but it was about 120 times on Facebook. 
because people find that inspirational. They're like, here's someone who is trying to make a difference. They're stuck in an awful situation. And I think Nicole sending that message through will repost that and retweet that because it's important. You're trying to create opportunity for yourself. And oh, if yeah. you don't, if you don't see those opportunities, you'll never go for it. But, you know, as much as we can call ourselves with pride, you know, call ourselves a rainbow nation and we're alive with possibility, is that really the truth? I think it is. We, South Africa is a country that has gone through such an incredibly awful, I even feel silly calling apartheid awful because it was evil. And it, it, it's a horrible system. And to merge with, with you know, we aren't like stabbing each other. Well, we are, but we're mm-hmm. not mass stabbing each other and we do still have clashes based on race and all that but we have so much potential and our people are really warm and strong and bright and resilient mm-hmm. um, I really do think South Africa is alive with possibilities there's also just always in every country there's going to be people yeah. who you're just like you're problematic and you need to stop this and either leave or find God get your life yeah, find God but I think I think with uh, Nalia Maybe she could also, because she has access to the internet, maybe look up ABET schools. I think they're called ABET schools. Adults-based education and yeah. training. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then finish school like that. There's lots of uh, training colleges as well, um, CETAs. If she finishes, she could also look for scholarships um, with regards to going to study psychology. And her husband must also get in touch with... Um, I've forgotten the name now. Gauteng has a, a program of developing economies, and they, they focus on the township economy. I'm not sure where they're based, but if you've got a business and it's registered, they will literally do everything to help you. Um, That's amazing. It's the Gauteng um, Economic. I'll find it and I'll tweet you guys. Yeah. And then you must just also, maybe a husband can do that while they're getting their lives together. So here's the thing as well. You know, As much as there may be a lot of, Downers in our country, the fact that there are channels out there to help and the fact that there are opportunities, mm. uh, that's a good thing. It is. And we are making progress in that way. I think we are making progress. Obviously, with everything that starts, there's going to be issues. So We're still only 20. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Who had their life like super sorted at 20? Mm. <laughs> Not so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. kind of daunting to me now. Yeah. Got a message from Nikki Abbott <laughs> from the conversation we had earlier that she, that says she, uh, she believes that she needs a pay rise because she's super attractive. So. <laughs> <laughs> you go with your bad self, Nikki. Okay. You Good. go on. So I, I also quickly YouTube that Jean-Claude Van Damme, the, video, the Volvo. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Is that real? Because now I'm having I'm gonna go with self-esteem no. issues. No, I'm going to go with no. There are two trucks. And yes. basically, <laughs> the commercial starts with a close-up of his face. And the camera pans out. Then you realize he's standing on like both trucks. And as it ex- the camera pans out even further, you realize that he's doing the splits but, but you, mid-air between the trucks. And they're moving. Uh-uh, people. So you, you watched it without the sound. Because the sound is the most epic part. It's dramatic It's in It's... I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> We're not going to go there. It's it's basically Enya. So it's this really like stirring, inspirational, I'm going to do the splits <laughs> with two Volvos. Oh, adverts. my goodness. But apparently it is real. Apparently they blocked it and did it in one take. Wow. They blocked off whatever, wherever they were shooting. And then the trucks were going backwards. I don't know. Something yes. about the trucks were going backwards. and 
great. Now I feel so confident about What have myself. you done today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've barely kept my balance as I got out of bed this morning. It's one of those things. But you know, Zinga, if you had to speak to the people of South Africa, and inspire them somehow. What would you say? I know oh that's my god, a big, I wouldn't do uh, that. Sure? <laughs> um, um, I would just kind of look at our story and that is inspiring enough. I don't think I'm the right person to inspire people, but I think I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, uh, disagree. I really believe that you are incredibly <laughs> inspirational. Absolutely. I've, I've been sitting next to you. And what do they say? There's, there's nothing stronger than a human soul on fire. And your soul is on fire. Like, Ooh, you're pretty girl. inspirational. <laughs> this girl is on fire. I just had to get all corny. Um, yeah. We always love to end off the show on a nice positive note. Mm-hmm. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Is that a put, tough one? put on this board? Well, um, I don't know about the best ever. I've gotten lots of good advice yeah. from super awesome people. Uh, I think one of education is like the pathway to change in your life is a big one. Hmm. And I think that's appropriate because of that. Yeah. Um, and just also like you were saying earlier on having a sense of who you are and what's okay and what's not okay. Uh, I think that's very important. And also just, I know it's very cheesy, but Whatever you have a dream, just like follow it. It might not work out immediately, but just follow it so that when you, when you're doing something, whether it's your work, whether it's who you're interacting with, you're fulfilled because you're doing something that you wanted. It's one of the coolest feelings. Just being like, I want to do this. Like, I was always like, I want to have a model agency. And then I have model agency. It's fucking cool. It's also very stressful. Yeah, but, okay. but, but that's, it's you set, you set cool. yourself a goal. There was a dream put in place and then you created the opportunity yeah. by doing that. Yeah. Um, I think that's again, inspirational. You've yeah. done it. You're, you're doing it and you continue to do it. Yeah. And once, I mean, you've got that down. You're obviously going on to the next goal. Yeah. You've got other things that you're yeah. doing as well. Yeah. Very, Ooh. very busy lady. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no Zinger, thank you yeah. so much. Thank you, cool. really. Thank you guys for having me. This is cool. No, you've been absolutely awesome. The best of luck with all your goals because I can see Thanks you calculating much. and you now have to go and you, what are you going to think about and what you're going to do in the future. Marry Damien Marley is like top of line. Really? And put it in the box. <laughs> We're going to concentrate on that one. <laughs> we aren't going to judge your choice of man, you know. Really, we aren't going to do that. But you've been such an amazing guest. And what a morning, Brent. What a morning. I want to leave, I want to leave our listeners with a little bit of a nugget for Change One Thing Tuesday. Uh, it goes with, with sort of what we've been speaking about today. And yeah. that is no matter the situation, never let your emotions overpower your intelligence. Everybody's intelligent. Don't, oh. don't get emotional about stuff. Concentrate on what you know and go for it. Hey, yeah, Mr. Brent Lindicu, everybody. <laughs> that is actually good. <laughs> Thank you so much, Brent. See, I love doing the show with you. And Absolutely. like I said earlier, this is, this is seriously our happy place and we love to spread a little bit of good news. We'd love you to come back onto the show. Zinga, you'll have, you'll have, down the road, man. You, guys you can pop everywhere. in whenever you want. <laughs> we're, we're actually going to have a couch soon. So even if you just don't talk, just, just lie <laughs> as your gazelle self in all your awesomeness, then that's good enough. Hey, Thank you so much. For what me. a morning. It's hashtag hands across SA with Brent Lindicu and CSO Moneyfin right here. On cliffcentral.com, Brent. It's been amazing. My name is Sia. My name is Brent. And Sia.